thank you very much for um, coming on the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. <laughs> no worries. Nice to meet you. <laughs> pleasure. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to say um, it's it's very it's very interesting what you do. I, I love what you do. It's uh, you you add a lot of sort of pizzazz to tutorials. You make you add, you add a lot of ketchup sauce to chips. You make it very invigorating. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a real passion of mine. So that's why you know I've I wanted to do it for a long time, and um, it's a pleasure actually to be able to help people from around the world and create uh tutorials and yeah it's just it's 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 doing really well so i'm happy about that um and yeah so i I what i saw that uh, liquid video and you gave a bit of sort of a background info and so how did the whole journey sort of start of you becoming sort of wanting to produce sort of art content out there i know you went to university and yes so basically um art has always been something that i've been very interested in my whole life like um did my a levels got the the a grades did then went to university as well um did my art degree and i always was always out and about and doing lots of different projects and can you imagine with an art degree you would have to uh, do quite a lot of different bits in, in terms of collaborating with other artists to doing um installation outdoors so i was always active and then um uh i got married and had a baby <laughs> And um, for a while, I kind of stayed in a, in a bubble at home and I, and I love looking after my kids and I wanted to be the type of mother that was home and was with the kids. I mean, as much as I loved working and I was still creating, I was still doing projects and I was still doing lots of things at home. Um, but then a friend of mine had started YouTube and said, well, you know, you love art. Why don't you give it a go? And um at first was like, oh, I don't know, da, da, da. and then they were like, oh, but, you know, oh, look after your baby, go upstairs and record something right now. <laughs> so I was like, okay, and then uh, I just gave it a shot, really, and at first you can imagine it's just, you know, friends, just friends and uh, family watching, that's it, really, and then it just grew from there. So that's really how it started. Um, yeah. So, and um, one of the things that I find interesting about I feel like when when someone thinks of art, I mean, mo- most of what people think of arts is mostly the, to do with sort of Vincent van Gogh, sort of sort of impressionist sort of era type of art. Exactly, um, but it's not that. I mean, the thing is, this is what this is the thing I think they should teach in schools. They they usually focus on. Uh, the artists that are long gone and dead and that's great to learn the history because if we don't learn the history we don't get inspired and we can't move on and we don't know what's there and history is very important and vital but um, what what uh, I didn't know actually even when I was studying art in GCSEs was that contemporary artists there are artists uh, that are doing amazing work right now and um, it's not highlighted in education and um, yeah, you can become an artist at any point. It's not like it's long gone or anything like that. And art can be viewed in many different ways. And can, like, it's not j- just a painting on a wall. It can be anything, it can be performance art, installation, 
there's so much possibilities um so so yeah i wanted to show people that as well um and inspire people out there one thing that's really sort of fascinated me and you've probably heard of him do you know of invader invader no i, I don't know much of invader who he's a he's a well he's a street artist and what he does is he just puts a lot of 70s or 80s arcade games and he sort of plasters them around different cities oh i've seen work very similar to that that's that's really interesting i i, I would definitely look into that i mean um yeah is it similar to is it like a, a stencil art is it similar to banksy or is it something a bit um yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's interesting. I actually am a big fan of gaming. I'm a gamer. I finish the game from start to end. <laughs> and I am. I'm, uh, this is what I do in my spare time: art and gaming and gardening as well. <laughs> but those three things are like top. That that's kind of what keeps me going, especially in this crisis that's happening right now. You need something to take your mind off things. It's a very very much sort of a wax on wax off thing. So you got the you got the logical side, which is very um, gaming step by step process, and you got the creativity of the gardening and the yeah, it's all creative. That's the thing. Art lends itself to so much. Even lends itself to cooking. I mean, uh, art is endless and everything. And when I was studying art, everyone was we were all together, but we all had these different interests. And, and it didn't matter if someone had an interest in in cooking even or in in anything and it was about the solar system or any topic absolutely any topic they were about to, they were able to convey that in their art piece so it was absolutely endless and um even about the unknown like things that we don't even know and even fantasy can be inserted into art it's absolutely endless and that's what i love about it the most is that um you know uh, it, it makes you think it makes you stop in time and it makes you think and it makes you uh that's 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 what i love about it and when i go to an art gallery and i see different art pieces things i've never thought of or ideas uh that i've never ever come across um yeah that's 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 amazing that is amazing and when i was doing art there was a lot of things that we would do people would be like huh what's that doesn't make no sense i mean I remember once we went to uh, an old construction site and we picked up a brick and we placed it in um there was like a little a bit like a plinth in the middle of london so we placed it on that it was like just there and um um and then we all crowded around it and we were all talking about this brick and people were looking at us like we were crazy they were like what are they doing looking around people started like walking and like thinking what's going on what is that about um but the 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 lesson was that we were talking about what the value of that brick is it came from a building that was broken down and it was a well-known building and all the all the all the valuable sort of um let's say history of what that brick represented and and so someone else it could just be like what are you doing <laughs> but to us it was just fascinating and um yeah i mean that that type of art really interests me as well the fact that uh, it might not make sense to everyone but it is something that um it is something that is worth stopping and thinking about <laughs> simple as that yeah 
Well, that's that's what things are about, isn't it? It's it's if if you're doing things that are too safe or you're doing things that are too contemporary, things are boring. You got to have some fun. Exactly, got to have some fun. Got to change it up a bit. Uh, push push the boundaries and uh, and the the artists that get the publicity, no matter what they do, um, is 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 usually the ones that actually make it because they're doing something a bit controversial, something a bit out of the box. And that's what makes them well-known coming up with this new idea that no one ever thought of and just making someone think about it or creating controversy about a topic or something. That's, uh, yeah, that's something that gets, <laughs> become, gets the artists, you know, a bit more up on the ladder in the art world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing what you do. There's so many things you could do with it. It could be used for comedy. Like, it would be quite funny to see a confetti sort of, puppet or something if I was doing a puppet yeah. show a giant... exactly do you know what with TikTok I've been using like comedy and art mixed together so I've got the same name on TikTok it's Fatima's art show but I do like 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 there was one where an artist was splashing paint um making creating art and she had this large mop and she was splashing paint onto the canvas and I did a duo where I was like next to her and I'm pretending like I'm watching, I'm watching her making this art piece and then splat, she splats the paint and it goes on my face <laughs> as, she, as she puts them up on the canvas. So like, I, you know, I, that sort of duo, she loved it as well. And she responded uh, in my comment section. So like, it is a mixture of comedy and art. So I love, I love the fact that TikTok allows you to do that. And um, yeah, so, so recently I have been doing a bit of, <laughs> comedy versus and um, comedy with art let's say yeah it's it tiktok i mean it, it's it's quite an incredible thing i know a comedian who's just been on it about a month or two and now he's got about seventy thousand followers on it yeah it grows so quick like one of my posts reached more than half a million and i swear to god it wasn't even me doing much and i couldn't believe it like sometimes it's the ones that you don't even think sometimes you spend so much time creating a video even on youtube or like now on tiktok and you think oh that video is going to get loads of views i've worked so hard on it and then it's literally the one that you might have worked the least or didn't expect and it's just like it was literally me uh, uh sort of nodding along to a girl that was saying it was from a um a tv show i don't know if you've heard of it it's called the boys but she was basically saying it's my body i choose how much of it i cover and it was just me agreeing to her like agreeing to her because i do believe that everybody every woman should have a choice how much she shows how much she reveals uh, whether it's less or more um it's a choice and so i uh I was just literally nodding along and that video, in fact, that video, that post got more than half a million and people were, a lot of people were commenting and I'll have to say the comment section did get quite nasty because not everybody likes to see someone with a headscarf, um, you know, talking uh, <laughs> about this topic in particular. So, um, yeah, so controversial. To be honest though, you're still the winner in a way because Lily Singh said when she she um when someone says a bad comment or watches a video who's winning you're giving her an engagement by commenting you're watching a video so i mean that yeah. that you're you, they've helped you in a way by that commenting. Is, that is true that is true and the th that's how it works even on youtube like if you post uh, if you get uh, comments no matter how bad they are and I, the, the great thing is i will get a bad comment 
but then I'll get 10 more defending me or saying something nice, nicer comments. But then <laughs> kind of, it's, it, he sparked that um, engagement and that's what they look for. That's what these apps look for. They look for that audience engagement. So win-win. Yeah. Next time someone does that, wind them up even more, like give them compliments, say, thank you, you're very good looking. Have you been working out or something? <laughs> To be honest with you, like you have to have thick skin to do this, to do this, to be in the public eye, because the comments can get really nasty. Like they can get like, like one of them was get out of this country, and there's there's really nasty comments. But you've got to just kind of, um, yeah, just see it as you know, trolls. They're trolls, and uh, they're just looking to comment and on. And like you said, they're benefiting me because other people are also commenting, and it's creating that engagement. So doesn't bother me <laughs> yeah I, I don't I don't I don't really mind what people say I think that's all part of the game isn't it if you are in the public eye you will get people that will love you and people that will hate you and you just got to um you know just let it go really just don't let it affect you that's the way I see it there are three things that I'd like to add to what you said um they say that if you don't stand for anything then if, if, if you dislike then you're standing for something and you're at least mildly interesting for them to dislike you yeah. um two it's um what's it called yeah i mean it's they, they need to find something else better to do with their time by the yeah. time they thought of an insulting comment they could have maybe read a book or something or they could have it's just helping you it's just it's it's not really and it helps you get all views yeah. And it also toughens your skin. Exactly, exactly. So it's all good. It's all good. And then you know, it you know it can uh, you know when it, when it, when I was comments towards me in, on YouTube, I was I yeah it toughened my skin and it was I'll t I'll tell you about the ones that hurt a little bit was when I and now YouTube has changed it but it was when I was because when I was early on YouTube I was just me and then my kids wanted to get involved and create the videos with me and at that time it wasn't like strict about and it was nice because I wanted to create art like with kids and ideas for parents that creative things they could do with their kids and spark that creativity and imagination and keep it going because if you nourish that that can um, really value the child later on in life I believe and so I wanted to I wanted to do that and uh, so the, my kids got involved, they created videos, they got really popular. And, um, and then when I got those nasty comments towards my kids, those did hurt a little bit because they were my children. It was like, I was like thinking, thinking, oh, but if it was me, you know, fair enough. But if it's my kids, no. So I deleted those comments. Those are the, probably the only comments on my channel that I was deleting. And yeah, it could have benefited me for, to me for me to keep them on there. But because it was concerning my kids, it was like a no-no. It was like, no, I can't have that there, you know. So um, that's the only thing. But other than that, uh, yeah, for me, I wasn't, I was like, yeah, just keep them on there. People write, they'll comment. But um, yeah, and now I'm glad YouTube has toughened up because it was something I felt like that needed to be done. Uh, I know it's hit a lot of people and annoyed a lot of people and they actually made all my videos they made them um like they took all the comments at one point and stuff like that and then i contacted them and then i the ones that didn't include my kids i had obviously 
told them that they didn't inf include my kids that it wasn't as tough on those than the ones that included my kids so yeah i, I like you see it's funny that you're getting that because your channel is very um it's very no it's, it's just nice friendly and it's there's no no political agenda no anything it's just you're doing what you like doing and it's a very family feel and yet you're still getting that sort of animosity yeah that's the thing no matter what you do they'll yeah you will get that i mean um even if it's completely like just something that's like you said fun friendly that's what i wanted my channel to be i wanted to be fun friendly it wasn't about uh you know i know a lot of people they see oh the first thing they see is, oh, she's wearing a headscarf. That means it must be her preaching or doing something about Islam or something like that, or trying to convert people or whatever. No, it was it was just purely me, 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 you know, with or without the headscarf. It was me doing, um, you know, creating art, doing something I love and sharing my knowledge and having fun. And that's what it's all about, you know. But it can't be helped, you know. People will always attach other things with it and, you know, that's 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 part of it i guess like i said so yeah <laughs> i think i i remember watching your video with elena and one thing i really liked about both of you guys you and francis is that and i think is a very key message i think a lot of, there's quite a lot of people that get involved in these sort of things just to be famous they don't yeah. do they don't like think about what they're doing like you and francis like you can see when you watch the videos and see what you do you, you're doing something you like doing that you enjoy doing even now i can see the passion coming yeah from. yes definitely i think that's what i was trying to tell people as well anyone that wants to start a youtube channel or anything like that and i've had friends that have started like made one or two videos and then just stopped it's because they they don't think what do i want to do what do i love what do i have passion for uh they might just see other what others are doing and think okay let's just nod along and just you know uh do it because it's popular and people are doing it but not because the, if you want to be successful you have to do something that you truly i believe you truly love and enjoy and and just carry that on and to be honest with you i've had people say to my face you know after i've told them you know i do an art channel that like, oh, i'm not really interested in art i'm not really interested in art and uh, that's fine not everyone's going to be interested in art that's you know that's what it is not everyone's going to be wanting to do a creative activity or not everyone's going to be wanting to learn a new t artistic technique and that's fine but if i can cater and help the ones that do um ones that were like me in, in as a student i wanted these ideas when youtube started and i would go on youtube and search for a technique that we had done in the classroom and just just want to remind myself so um yeah so basically if, if it helps those people that do want to uh look look um view my channel then it's fine and then that, then 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 i've done something to help someone so it's good <laughs> so, and with, with your journey of getting into sort of creative art did you so you you to did you start off with the paintings and all that but how did you go into being more sort of creative and i've seen some of them like i like the punch and judy television thing that your kids made that was good like oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, you mean how did I become, how did I go into sort of creating that, that sort of, the, that sort of content? Is that what you mean, like the children's content or, sorry, can you just re... Sure. Can you just... 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when you were studying art at school, you mostly did the sort of Mozart history kind of paintings. Yes. And how well, did you... What? No, no, my degree was completely un unlike any other degree. So I didn't do a, a purely a fine art degree. I went to Westminster University and I did a degree called Mixed Media Fine Art, which wasn't, um, as people might think, it's a... Uh, it's not just uh, an, a degree that we look at just paintings and I, and it was a mixed media. So we covered a range of different techniques, techniques. And, um, and I even did uh, performance art, I did installations. So it was, it was very varied, it was very varied. And the kids aspect came into it because um, I did also study as a, to become a qualified um, early years educator and I, so I am a qualified early years educator so what that knowledge of childcare also got became part of my videos so it just yeah if it kind of became naturally became part of my videos because I had children and also because I, I got qualified to be an early years educator and worked in nurseries and saw what children were doing and I was creating activities for children as well so yeah so it just it just kind of evolved in time like it just evolved and i think that's what happened it was just a natural thing just evolved from what i was doing at the time really so yeah okay so you started off being interested in fine art and then you did your degree and it just over time you, you just found okay so you just yeah, what happened is so i so i did my degree i went i I did mini projects. I did like after school clubs, art clubs for schools. I was still active. I was still doing mini jobs here and there. I wasn't just yeah, purely at home. I was doing mini jobs here and there. And I worked in schools and um, worked in um, high schools as well, primary schools and high schools and got lots of different, uh, uh, different knowledge, different um, work experience, let's say, uh, from those jobs. Um, but then I was just like, because at the same time, like I said, it was managing being a parent versus as well loving and loving art. So I did, I started by doing parenting courses because I was like, you know, I, everyone was like to me, why are you doing parenting courses? You're already a great mum. But I was like, look, knowledge and education, you can never stop learning. I was like, you can never stop learning, yeah. you know, about, about, even about like how to raise your kids. You can never stop uh, learning about just that aspect of it's not something um, that we just know as parents how to raise raise children so I was just like I want to do these parenting courses because I just want to gain knowledge so I did like two parenting courses and they, they were great and I was just like really this, this, will that actually work and I tried a lot of the things on my kids and they were doing really well like simple things like you know putting your kids to bed, you know, uh, without you having to be in the room, just being able to, for them to let go and say goodnight to you, or just simple things and that, that were working. So then because I had the love for art, and then now the, 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 all this knowledge from the parenting courses, I was like, wait a minute, I love art and all this knowledge, and I've, I have already have experience working in schools as well. Let's combine that all together and uh, insert that into my channel. And also I, I worked in a nursery as well. I had a full-time job in a nursery while doing YouTube as well, believe it or not. I only stopped working in, um, so December, yeah, so January, I stopped working. 
I had a full-time job in the nursery once my kids grew up a bit and went to school. So um, in also working in the nursery, I was able to, you know, n nourish these kids and just like give them all this, like um, all these different activities and come up with new ideas. And it was, it was wonderful because some people do think, oh, you know, high school or college or at that age that's the age that you need to teach but the first seven years of a child's life they say is important because that's the foundation and that's what a lot of people um uh, don't understand that's the seven years is what molds you and even when you grow up and you uh you, you whether you're a trustworthy person or you're not or whatever things you have it's all to do with neuroscience um that's all to do with how you were in the first seven years of your life but we just don't know because um we just we just don't know it's all you know psychological we don't know that so but it's there it has affected us so um so if i've had an impact on not only the people that are, have watched my videos uh and you know gotten these ideas um, but also, and got, became more uh, creative or uh, I've done something to spark their imagination, then if I can also do that firsthand and help people in, in, in my workplace, like help children and, and um, that'll be great. That's, that's great. So it, it's all win-win. It's, it's putting my contribution into the world really, <laughs> because every, you know, let's just face it. No one knows how long they're going to be alive for. And I feel like, all these people that have made a real difference and it, I, I, you know, I aspire to be like them because, you know, it's just amazing what they've done to contribute and sharing your knowledge is the one thing you can do in this world, like to, to share your knowledge to, to this world and, you know, and have that impact, you know, so yeah. that's something I definitely want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. That, no, that is absolutely amazing. That is, you, you pointed out a lot of very interesting things there because I think one of the things that I think is a big problem with school is they don't always make people, like what you said there about neuroscience and, you know, seven years really shape you. And one of the things I do, I think when I was growing up, a lot of classes were taught in a very stale manner. I'm not too sure yeah. if the teachers even wanted to do it. Like, yeah. there's no, if they made things more interesting, or if they gave a reason for why they need to do this and that, then that would motivate students a lot more. Exactly. And this is the thing. I feel like that's what it needs to be. And even art, the way it's taught. So, I mean, I would love to change the way that art is taught in schools because I don't think it's taught in the best way, to be honest with you. Uh, it's Everyone has a copy-paste method. And the way uh, everyone's work is pretty much looks very similar. Everyone's sketchbooks are the same. There is no real identity you know and i've looked through many many sketchbooks and worked in many schools so i know that it's literally copy paste copy paste there needs to be more individuality and um i remember when i was in uh doing my gcscs people were shocked every time i got out my sketchbook they were like what is this <laughs> because i literally i made the cover out of cardboard and every page was just it was it had like lots of different things and it was very thick and it was a very unusual sketchbooks that people were like you know they were just confused like even the art teacher was amazed because it wasn't it was unlike anyone else's and I didn't want to I wanted to stick out I wanted to be different I didn't want to 
create just a standard sketchbook that everybody was creating and i feel like that's where schools are lacking they're not allowing yeah. that that imagination and creativity they just copy paste copy paste copy paste yeah it's different and well later on when you go to university and study art it's a completely different thing they'll give you a whole wall and they'll say that's your wall you do what you want with it and that was when i reached that stage i was like what that's my wall seriously i could do anything i want with it and it was just like wow it was just a breath of fresh air that freedom giving that freedom and then if i ever wanted to create an art piece in the university all i had to do is be like uh, i would just have to fill in a form and let them know that i wanted to create an art piece in the hallway or something and i did that i remember i painted the whole um i was working on a project where i was doing like prayer mats and i painted like uh prayer mats going from the wall to the main art studio door so everybody that walked in had to walk um on the prayer mats but then people were it was it was it was interesting seeing how people reacted because some people were like trying to be like oh this is like a a holy thing this is prayer mats we don't want to step on it so people were kind of treading over it and there was a whole different thing going on so and then i created a large one in the middle of the corridor uh, in westminster university in the middle of one of in, in the art so it was just up that freedom that freedom that you're given i think needs to they need to give a bit more freedom that's all it is it just needs to be a bit more freedom in in, in gcse art i would definitely um yeah so i don't know if they still call it gcse and they might have changed the name now but um yeah in yeah. art in, in high school basically it needs to be changed i believe what yeah, I had another podcast with a friend of mine who's a fitness trainer. And yeah. <laughs> one of the funny things I find quite funny is, yeah, he, he spoke to a careers advisor about what he should do. But the thing is, the career advisor is not doing what they want to do a lot of the time. And they're giving career advice. <laughs> so that sounds a bit stupid in itself. Like you should get maybe yeah. an entrepreneur that's, that's successful. That's the thing. A lot of people... A lot of people do the job uh, because they just need the money and that's understandable but if you could do something that you could get paid for and enjoy and love that's the bonus that's what people need to aim for and a lot of people will do jobs I mean the other day I got you know those nuisance calls that people call you <laughs> I got a lot of those calls and instead of like just closing it on his face and saying oh okay I'm not interested in whatever he was you know can't remember now but anyway so i was just like oh is this something you want to do like i was just talking to him genuinely and then he just genuinely started saying look look no no this is not the career i want i don't want to be calling people and um doing this and i was like what do you want to do because you know he's like oh, i'm just doing it for money you know i'm just and he actually got into a conversation with me and i was like maybe i've helped him i don't know but um but a lot of people that do jobs it is because obviously they need to pay the bills they need to roof on, on their head and that's understandable but i would say to anyone that's in a job that they don't like is to stay stay, stay in that job obviously because you don't want to be out of that job and not uh, be able to pay rent but at the same time while you're in that job look for something that you actually want to do that's that's exactly it look for something that actually wants and don't think oh i don't have the experience or i don't have if you if you shine through sometimes they give you a chance you never know you could yeah. try you've got nothing to lose you've got nothing to lose i mean you could give a uh, hundred cvs out or something and just you never know you know you you got nothing you got nothing to lose by trying 
um, but you've got a lot to gain if somebody gives you a shot, you know. So, and sometimes you have to start at the bottom and work your way up. So, <laughs> you might have to start in the job that you like, but you're not necessarily exactly the position you want, and then just kind of work your way up. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's something. But also, just by taking that decision that they don't want to do something they hate, they can go on a journey, and if that doesn't work out, they'll stumble onto something. Like. Exactly. That's exactly as it as well. That's you've just said it. Yeah. Sometimes as well, like you've got to try. Like I tried working in high schools and do teaching art in high school, and I did a PGCE, and I felt like that wasn't. Uh, I didn't want to do high school, even though I love teaching art, and creating activities. High school was very tiring, and it was just, you know, they weren't listening. A lot of people messed around in the classroom. I was spending time taking them out of the class, bringing them back in, telling them they're not wearing the right uniform because they told me this is what you have to do. Make sure you're careful with telling the kids if they're not wearing the right uniform. And they were telling me lots of things to tell the kids, which I just wanted to teach art. And I wanted, and I did help a lot of students, you know, the ones that were doing A-levels and the ones that were um, at a point where they were, you know, they loved art and they had chosen the subject. But uh, a lot of the times as well, the, the ones that were like year eight, year nine, or they, they saw it as a mess of art lesson, <laughs> to be honest with you. So it was just like, oh, let's mess about and get on, on Miss Nerves. Let's get on her nerves. <laughs> so I, after that, I was like, I don't want to do high school. But then I went, oh, I just got too much. It got too much. It got too much. So I was just like, you know, I don't think high school's for me. And then that's why I went to early years because I thought, oh, they're sweet and innocent. Even if they do something wrong, I can forgive it. <laughs> I could be like, it's fine. They're only sweet and innocent. They're then, you know, they still have a lot to learn, bless them. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not like they're doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. what's, what's a funny story of, um, yeah, what's, what's, what's been some very, a very unique and funny story that you've had whilst being a YouTuber and whilst you're teaching art in school? Uh, a unique, oh, yeah, well, it happens. The once I was, um, a teacher had created uh, an activity and I saw the work all laid out and it looked amazing. It was great. And then she said, oh, you never told me you had a YouTube channel. Guess what? All this work is from your, uh, from the video I watched you do. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I thought I was looking for something to do with the kids I went on YouTube I saw I watched one of your videos and I was like wait a minute it's Fatima and then she she created the whole activity for the kids based on the video that she watched and I didn't even know and then when I came into the classroom and saw the work she told me that it was all because of my video and I was just wow I was just like really <laughs> you know so you don't think if you don't know the impact you have you know it's just you don't know you don't know you just think you're you're just um you know you're just doing something that you love which i am um so that was nice that was a nice uh, thing <laughs> to see yeah yeah it, it's i mean what you're doing you, it could as you said you do want to change things and i think if you're what you do gets out to enough people you could definitely have a massive it's gonna really change things because you you, you watching the videos you make it very exhilarating exciting and easy and fun 
but like yeah. when I watched a lot of other ones when I was in school, as you said, they made it very stale. Like it felt like a chore for them. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the thing. I I want to I want um, and I'm glad that you said that. Thank you very much. I'm really glad that you said that because I really appreciate that because um, that's why I wanted to. I wanted to. That's how I want to portray it on my channel. That it is a fun thing, and I think it maybe it shows through if the presenter or the person is truly passionate about what she's talking about or if it's a script and you're just told to stand in front of it and most of the time as well growing up watching these art shows you could tell that the people that were presenting the show were not the ones that were actually making any of the work there was people in the background creating the work and the presenters were the ones that just you know presenting and i'm not saying those presenters were bad they were great as well and i i enjoyed watching those shows but um, I think maybe it does show through. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it does um, show through um, from the robotic sense of having to follow a script and to do it that way. Yeah. It's, you know, did you ever used to watch Art Attack? Yeah, I did. I watched Art Attack. That was, yeah, I used to watch Art Attack a lot, actually. But to, to be honest with you, it never turns out the way they show you. Never, ever, ever, ever. Shall I tell you why? A lot of the times as well, the paints they're not using are not the child-safe poster paints that children will use. It's, it's obvious that they use uh, acrylic paint. Which, oh. Uh, yes, they use, they're using, it's so obvious because um, poster paint will not apply onto the pieces, on, especially on paper mache, will not apply in that way. But acrylic paint will. Um, and acrylic paint has that thickness, but acrylic paint with kids, it's not the, it's, I never use it with little kids because once it gets stuck to clothes and stuck to a lot of things, it's, it's very hard to, to the stain is, is, doesn't remove as well as child safe poster paint. So um, a lot of the work was done by professional artists and done by someone that knows what they're doing using the correct, exactly the correct um, uh, paints that will show amazing results but when you do it as a kid it will never turn out like that but it's not about that sometimes to be honest with you it's not even about getting the end re result and even in um early years we're teaching we're teaching kids about like the process more than the outcome i mean outcome is great you want the outcome of course you want a great outcome but sometimes the process is is what's amazing as well because they're they're sparking that imagination and they're creating something and obviously you want the child to be happy with the outcome um and maybe uh the outcome they show on tv isn't unrealistic but the fact that they're doing something and they're creating art that's amazing and even in this time where you know there's a pandemic and people are staying at home with their kids um yeah just get them to be creative and uh, off the gadgets, off the mobiles or the tablets, and just create something. Even if, even if it doesn't turn out the way you want it, um, and that's the thing about parents. A lot of the times, they have it in their mind that this is how it has to be. No, it doesn't have to be like that. If the child wants to paint uh, a cloud that's pink or a cloud that's multicolored, you don't need to tell them. Or oh, the cloud has to be that color, or that elephant has to be that color. They could just create it the way they want to. So um, I think we need to be less strict uh, and, you know, allow, allow people to allow children to create the, the thing they want to create. It doesn't have to necessarily 
be the same outcome as what we're telling them. Um, and that, that's the thing. I love art that can be a different outcome for everyone. I love that sort of art because if you're telling someone it has to look like this and then they finish the art piece and it doesn't look like this, it's fine. Actually, it's fine. But because a lot of people, they get like really like, oh, no, it didn't turn out the way it should. It's, you know, and if you, it, it depends obviously what you're trying to make. If you're trying to make something practical, like um, something to put things in or like uh, a pencil case or whatever, obviously you want it to, to work. And if you didn't try, even if you don't get it right the first time, you can try a few times until you're happy, but not necessarily get frustrated or upset that it didn't turn out. And that's the same with drawing. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're trying to be, be a portrait artist, when you first do the, por por when you first do the, the portrait, it might turn out rubbish and that's fine. Try again and try again and try again until you get it right with anything in life, I guess. Even music, cooking, doesn't all, it's, practice makes perfect, I guess. Um, so yeah, sorry, I'm going on too much. So you can ask me another question now. <laughs> it's a bit like, um, what's it called? Have you heard of the thing called SMART? Yeah. It's a bit like SMART, like, or like, and it's a bit like in joke writing, what, what a lot of comedians do is, yeah often like the first idea you're going to write when you're writing a joke is going to be terrible. So you have to yeah. write it maybe 10, but you have to go through the creative process. Oh yeah, exactly. The creative process is everything. Exactly. It is everything. The creative process. If you go through the creative process, you will reach the outcome. And sometimes you might not. And in art sometimes as well, uh, there's such things as happy mistakes as well. So if you create an art piece and you're like, oh, it didn't work, but then actually might have. <laughs> it's a really weird thing, but artists, they go through it all the time where they have those lovely happy mistakes or unintentional mistakes and then it actually works. So, yeah. but the thing is you won't have any of those if you don't try, you'll just have nothing if you don't try. So you've just got to try, you just got to do something because then there's a chance of something happening. <laughs> Even if you think, oh, I can't draw and you want to be an artist, but you can't draw, it's fine. I really genuinely think that you don't have to know how to draw to be an artist. You don't need to know how to draw to be an artist. And that's the problem again with uh, education and they teach you, you have to know how to draw. There are plenty of artists that do not know how to draw, but they, they create art in different ways, in different mediums, in different ways. So art is not necessarily about knowing how to draw perfectly. Yes, yes. And I think that also applies in a lot of, yeah, a lot of fields in wh whatever you name, uh, a lot of them say that you have to do things a set certain way. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, if you're starting off in something, you should know those certain things because you can't do anything proper without knowing the basics. Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends. It depends what it is. It really does depend what it is. Um, that's the thing. Like, uh, for example, something that you might be saying, oh, uh, like, like just say a portrait of someone, obviously, like, over time you will learn the skill of how creating a portrait of someone but then uh once like but then you could do it in your own style like i've seen portraits where you know the, the face isn't necessarily necessarily like the standard colored skin color like they use different colors and they use uh, like the cubism method where it's kind of uh maybe collaged or a different way and that works as well so it depends how you I, yeah, I don't know if I could if we could use a better example, but um, yeah, sometimes obviously you need the skill of doing a certain thing, but then it depends. Um, 
uh, even like, for example, children's book illustrations, you might have a particular style of children's book illustrations to someone else. And then that could be your style. So people will request for you to do illustrations based on your style. It might not be the way that's traditionally done, but it might be your st just your style. Like, I don't know. So um, I guess you can make a name for yourself for the way that you can do it in your own way rather than copying how it should be done. I think it's okay to break the rules. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. In a lot of jobs, it's okay to break the rules. And I think actually a lot of animators and a lot of, uh, if we're looking into that, a lot of people that have created the most amazing pieces are the ones that actually went, like Pixar, for example, that went outside the box, that thought of a new idea that yeah. didn't stick to the box standard. Oh, this is what a cartoon should look like. This is what cartoon characters should look like. They're the ones who actually fall outside the box. So it's always good to think a bit outside the box. Um, so, yeah. I was watching a podcast. Um, do you know, I can't remember the name of it. Is it Tom Belay or something? Something like that. He's uh, quite famous. Um, he's, he's doing quite well. Like, do you know of Louis Howe? School of I actually don't know, but uh, you can let me know. Because I'm, I'm not sure about... Um, yeah, I'm not very good with names. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> but um yeah yeah if you could let me know about that that would be great sure. i'll um, send you some links he's um he well tony tom Bill i'll i'll send you the link anyway and okay. for everyone that's watching but he um he was speaking this 14 year old bloke who'd like yeah by the time he was 14 he went into the, one of the top universities in america and like he's he's about 30 odd now he runs his own company and he's he's, wow. he's a big innovator and one mm -hmm. of the and he's like an expert in like three or four different fields yeah. and one of the things he said he said a lot, a lot of innovations come from people in industries come from people who are on the periphery of their industries yeah because uh, they're not so so tied down into a certain way of thinking exactly that's exactly it yeah that's exactly it one of the things yeah sorry. that's the thing that art has taught me it's that you don't have to you don't have to stick to the to the rules all the time. You can change uh, uh, the idea and uh, create a new idea, and that's what allows us to to grow. And um, yeah, I think as humans, and to do all the things we, we're doing now, and is to think of innovative ideas, to think of new ideas. Um, so yeah, he's one hundred percent right. That's exactly it. And. Um, um yeah i think that the, the fact that you could as well like they always say focus on the one thing that you want to achieve and create um and i think yeah it's good to have focus uh on something so like a particular niche or something that you uh but then within that niche you can branch out to a range of different things but it, it can uh as long as your your like i said your passion shows through um that's that's exactly it so um that would be my advice really is to to um to to sometimes good to niche 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 go to the niche that you um that you feel like you love doing so whatever that is because it's, it, it's, it's something that i sort of figured out recently because i've been doing a few comedy mentoring things with someone who's a bit of a she's a she's a theater act and, and a comedian at the same time. She, she does a lot of um, movement, lots of, she's a bit different. Her name's Elf Lyons. She's a bit yeah. different to a lot of comedians. Yeah. And 
what she point to me? What was the thing she said to me? And it's from the podcast I was talking about. Yeah, she, she what she does, she doesn't just watch a lot of stand-up comedy. She watches a lot of, um, like, mime artists or ballet yeah. dancers because it helps. She wants to get some sort of new ways of moving on stage to make yeah. it more entertaining. Yeah. And this other guy I'm on about, he, he makes the time to go and study different industries to see what ideas he can take for yeah. athletes. They watch other athletes to try and see what they can take. Yeah yeah that's exactly it that's what people need to do really and um i i truly believe that and that's the thing a lot of um my practice and art is that you've got to look at other artists you've got to go to art galleries you've got to see what's out there it's no point i mean it's great doing your own thing but uh education and research is vital 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 like I, growing up and doing art, that was something that we had to do. You've got, to, even if whatever, I think it applies to everything. Like I said, like cooking, you've got to taste food. You've got to go to restaurants. You've got to see what uh, what's out there. And um, as well, as you could learn from that, from it. You can get inspired from it. Um, but that's, that's very vital, very vital in art and very vital in uh, a lot of fields, a lot. Maybe probably almost yeah actually all fields I would believe you need to know um, you need to know you need to educate yourself and yeah. that education is key education is key um, yeah regarding everything even now with this whole um, the the Black Lives Matter um, education is key education to educate yourself and understand the history of what's going on it's that's vital. So whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever subject it is, even if something to do with, like even me wearing a headscarf and being uh, in the public eye, obviously getting all those comments, I would say to anyone that has obviously given me negative comments on wearing a headscarf is to educate themselves and to understand um, all of that because education is key in everything. It all comes that and for that education there's one big lesson that we learn race height size gender orientation religion mean absolutely jack shit yeah that's the end of the day yeah that's exactly it we are all one we are all one and we are all in this world together and all of this putting people in a box and saying oh this is a group of people this is a group of people and i actually hate it i despise it when I see that, I've got friends from all backgrounds, all backgrounds, yeah? Um, so I don't like when people say, oh, you, you know, you're this group of people, because it's not like that. We are all one, we are all one. Um, and I even see it in the school playground until now, when I go to take my kids to school now, obviously I haven't taken them for a while, but when I used to take them, I would see parents in groups based on either their colour or their background. And I used to always just jump in and mingle with them. But I still, I still feel it. I feel that people are separating themselves from others and it frustrates me. It frustrates me to see in London, a multicultural place, people are putting themselves in groups based on that. And it was the same thing I was done when I was in high school. And it was, it's the same thing uh, when I now I drop off my kids to school. I see people in their own groups. No, I think people should be more together and 
not look at each other based on color or what they're wearing or or how much money they've got even how much money you've got it's not like oh you're a you know we're all human no matter how rich or poor you are we're all human we're all one and um uh, I stand for that and I really I've been trying to break that actually in, in the school playground I've been trying to break that I've been trying to join in with other people and other conversations and and just break that but it's so hard it's just so hard to break because you've got to let allow people have to allow it to happen in this world they have to allow us to to join in and and that's the thing I love about YouTube and going to the YouTube space as well when I go to the YouTube space I feel like I am welcomed with open arms. I don't feel like they put me in a, in a box and tell me, oh, you know, you're not supposed to be here because a lot of the times I am the only one from my uh, background and that's perfectly fine. And everyone's just so kind. And the YouTube community, I have a lot, I have to thank them a lot really because I didn't feel like they, they did that at all, to be honest with you. And it's a very friendly community. Um, so, um, so that I can definitely say every time I go to the YouTube space and I hang out uh, with everyone, everyone's just so lovely. Um, so, um, yeah, there are living in London. Definitely there's times where I felt it growing up in London, felt it a lot. But um, but yeah, hopefully things will change. But I don't know how long it will take, but hopefully things will change it, you know. There's, yeah. there's a lot that I can comment on that. And I think, um, so one of the things, I think what happened with um, Jake Paul has helped make YouTube a better place and mm. it's put limitations on there. I think also in regards to people, like there's never been a problem in the YouTube space. I think mm. one of the things is, are you talking about the London YouTube space? Yeah, the London YouTube space is where I always go. It's like my second home. <laughs> Every time, like I used to go there a lot actually, like, yeah, to events and stuff. So it's like yeah home away from home yeah i think one of the reasons for that is they're already happy and successful so and they're doing what they love doing so there's none of the hang-ups and they're, they're, yeah. they're just happy they're happy yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that maybe that's what it is because i've just everyone's just so lovely every time i go there and um yeah i can jump into any sort of group and any conversation i'm that sort of person I just talk to everyone, literally everyone. I don't, I don't even if, you know, I don't know them whatever, but I want to know them and I'm interested to network and find out more about them. So um, I don't, put, I don't try to say, oh, but I'm not from that, you know, or I don't quite fit in. I, I, I try to break away from that idea and try to just jump in and just chat to everyone and just, you know, be myself. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't do. They don't be themselves. That's... That's the problem. That's the problem. Because there is something called um, thinking that people are thinking negatively about you. Like, for example, like I could be walking out on the street. Somebody gives me a look. I think, oh, they're giving me a look based on um, like my background or whatever. But they might have actually had really good intentions. And we've got to think the best of people. That's what I believe. They need to, you need to think the best of people. I'm not saying I haven't been attacked. I have been attacked several times being out and about in London. I have to say that. And people have said really nasty things. And I have, I have been, um, yeah, I've been, I have been attacked several times for being Muslim and wearing a headscarf. I have been attacked, but uh, I, even with that, there are so much amazing people in this world and we can't 
take the people that said the negative things or said the horrible things and um, paint everyone the same color. Just like I don't want everyone to think of me the same as someone else that might represent Islam, but sec but in a very bad way. I don't want people to think of me in that way. So I can't think of that one person or those few people that have treated me really badly. Um, and yeah. Um, and also as well, I feel like the way you are, once you get attacked, it plays a key role on how it could go. Uh, I'll give you just a little quick story. Basically, this, this guy was getting on the bus with me and I had my pram, I had my child in the pram. And he basically just started swearing at me really badly and um, yeah, shouting at me and telling me to get in, get, off really, get in really quickly and stuff like that. So basically, instead of me like swearing back or being very rude back, because a lot of people probably would be, but yeah. um, I was just like, I was just speaking to him in a very kind way and I just responded to him, oh, you know, um, there are there are better ways to talk to people. I understand that you might be angry and uh, frustrated, but I was just speaking to him in a very calm way. And and then afterwards, he sat on the bus and then he said to me, actually, I'm really sorry because I was just having a really bad day. He came to me in the bus, next sat next to me and said, look, I'm really sorry. I was just having a really bad day. Uh, my job's really intense. I'm going through a lot in my life. And, and, but I like, I admire the way you responded to me. And then guess what? He's the one who actually helped me take my pram out of the bus afterwards. <laughs> so I, <laughs> and then when I was going to leave, he was like, do you need some help? And then he actually let me out. But I think it's the way you approach the situation because if I would have lashed out and just gotten angry and started swearing at him, then I would have been the one the situation and made myself look bad. And so, you have to kind of, um, the way you approach my, I guess my parents always taught me that. Even once I remember getting bullied in school, my dad said, why don't you just go give them some sweets? And I was like, what? I'm not going to do that. He said, just be kind to them. Just be kind to them because you don't know like their situation or what they're going through. A lot of times kids as well, they, they go through something and, um, you know, they might have something in their personal life. They quite, you know, they don't know how to, um, how to be so they'll just be horrible to others um but then I actually didn't do that <laughs> I didn't give the sweets because I was so angry but um <laughs> but then I you know that's something that I've just learned in my life that just be kind to people and you know I'm not saying let people walk all over you that's not what I'm saying at all because there are times obviously you can stand up for yourself but stand up for yourself in a way that doesn't make you look bad um yeah. and um yeah um and it is a hard balance it is a very hard balance because i'll be honest with you like uh, quite recently in my job that i worked in as a in an as a nursery working in a nursery i was bullied by staff for the way i looked and wearing a headscarf that's and i've never been bullied at, in school for that but in um in my workplace i was because they would say nasty comments about my headscarf while I was wearing it and um, treated really badly and uh, for that. And growing up in London, I had never felt that before, uh, like in school or in high school, even in uni. But in my workplace, I did feel that. And that's quite sad. Um, but again, I tried to respond in a way that wasn't, obviously I had to address it and I had to tell management 
but uh, the way you respond is vital, I believe. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It reminds me, there's, a, there's an Oriental um, basketball player. I can't remember what his name is. He played for New York, Jeremy Lin. And yeah. he used to get called like Yao Min or this and that. Yeah. And his coach said to him, um, why did you respond like that? You're just giving them what they want. Yeah. But if you don't, do that then you're not giving them what they want they want you to get angry they want you to get frustrated they want to push your buttons that's what they want and if you if you do then they're they're, they're happy they're happy they've achieved what they wanted to achieve really so um yeah i don't know like that's just the way i've approached things and a lot of people say to me as well why do you why do you always do that why do you always think the best of people and i just I think I just have to because if you start gossiping or talking badly about people, I believe that's that's bad as well because you know you're you're just you're just making yourself angry. You're carrying that thing on your that hate on inside you, and it can it can manifest into like anger and it could just ruin your day. So why do it to yourself? Why let people get to you? And um, being like I said, with what I told you about the comment section and people commenting and stuff, you've just got to let things go sometimes. You have. Not, I know it's not easy for everyone. I know it's not. But you just have to do that. Otherwise, you'll just drive yourself insane. <laughs> so, yeah. You, you, you actually made me think, you actually made me think of something about yeah. some of the recent events that have been going on. Uh, so you've really helped me a bit in a way. And it's... the. See, with all the sort of like the, the protests going on, and like there was also the far right protests going on as well. Uh, I, I mean, it's with what's going on in the UK, it is getting a bit more divisive. Yeah. And the pro one of the things, even though maybe it would be a bit dangerous, is to have people from both sides talk in a room together, even though yeah. it'd be offensive and bad and all this and that. If yeah. you can get the security guards to stop them from attacking each other, then... <laughs> yeah, oh God, I don't know how that would work out, really. Because you can see in the protest, it gets really heated, doesn't it? I don't know if that... You're... But you're right, sometimes it just needs to be laid out all on the table, but some, some... that's the thing you've got to realise, people are not that, you know, everyone has different ideologies. And like I said as well, like sometimes it's the way you've been raised as well. Like if, if, if someone's been programmed to believe this person is bad, uh, and that's why I say to you that the, the early years and also like early education and the way, the things parents tell kids is very, like what they tell their kids, what they teach their kids is very important because they can mold them to hate, to truly hate or be scared of another, um, of an, someone from another background. And being in a, in a nursery environment has shown me this because I've seen, you know, I've seen um, there was a parent that came in and she said, I don't want anyone that's black to look after my child. She actually said that. I don't want anyone black to look after my child. And um, obviously all the black staff were furious as they should be. Um, but um, do you know what management actually allowed it? And they said, all everyone that's black can't look after this child. And that's just not right at all. 
um and i've had kids as well that are scared was there was one 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 child that was scared of uh the black scud staff um and was pointing to her and screaming and crying where did that child that child is young that child is like three years old or four years old where would that child get that from because parenting is everything and you know parenting and the way education and the way children are molded is everything and um so that's the thing it's 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 unfortunately sometimes it's 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 like a you know the brain is like the computer it's been programmed in that way just like people might be programmed to hate muslims and people that wear headscarf it's programmed i i believe we are all one and i believe that we should love everyone and not look at anyone's color or what they're wearing or gender or sexuality or any of those things regardless of whether uh my religion says you know this and that it's everyone's the same yeah so uh and that's because thanks to my parents who taught me to be to be like that my dad was friends with everyone he was friends with the jewish neighbor he was friends with the christian neighbor he gave out christmas cards every year you know he, he taught us to just love everyone and not look at someone because of the color of their skin but not everybody has that privilege not everybody is able to have that in their life people are molded in, in such a negative way sometimes and taught bad things you know i had a child um in my kid's school uh say very nasty things to me he said packy get out of my country that's what he said to me shouted it and um i was thinking he's an innocent child where would he get that from so yeah it's difficult <laughs> difficult to actually we're talking about quite heavy topics but like i said i'm not a spokesperson for any for my religion or i'm not you know i'm not any of that my my like i said my channel is all about creativity art and fun and um but i think these topics are very important to address of course and uh, we should never stay silent about them because um yeah they're very important it, it, it's there is a yeah it, i like i like i admire how you've been able to deal with those situations in such a good manner and i think it's right it's a better way to do with it because you're just going to make things worse. Yeah. Um, but there's also one, what was the point I wanted to say? Um, yeah. yeah. One thing is, yeah, you, um, but one thing that I, I've, I've, one thing that I've found a bit of a difficult thing to deal with at the moment is not during the lockdown, but before it, sometimes when you're with sort of people that are saying, you have people that are gossiping and saying bad things about other people. Yeah. The odd few occasions here and there, it's had a little bit of an effect on me, if I'll be honest. Yeah. Even though I wouldn't um, want it to. Of course. Of course, that does happen. And um, it is difficult. It is difficult because sometimes as well, like uh, it can be peer pressure or being part of a group of people. So they're talking badly about somebody. And then you have you have two directions to go. You either uh, agree with them and hey, you're part of the group, <laughs> or you say something and you speak out, and um, they might hate you, but you have you might have changed something. Or but then I think it depends again in that situation how you approach it as well. So if um, 
if they're speaking badly about someone, uh, you could either add fire, you could either add fire to the fuel, or whatever, just fuel to the fire, I meant, um, said it wrong, yeah, fuel to the fire, you could either add fuel to the fire and just speak more badly about that person and, um, and, and heighten the situation and be like, yeah, that person's this, 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 this. Or you could be, uh, you could, if you don't think that of the person, or even if you do, keep it to yourself and just approach the situation in a more, um, in, in a sort of a calmer manner and not heighten, heighten the problem. Um, yeah, because uh, backbiting is a very difficult thing because again, what they might be saying might be wrong. And sometimes people as well, they say one thing, another person says another thing, another person says another thing. And then that person's made to look like they're really bad when they might actually be really good. You don't know. And sometimes you can't always believe what you hear as well about certain people because it might not be true. No matter who they are. That's why I don't get when people are obsessed with celebrities. Do you know that person? Do you know their life? Do you know if they're good or bad? You might be inspired by their music. I respect that or inspired by their artistic work but so you don't know them as a person you have no idea who they are and you know with with certain people as well with stories coming out about certain celebrities and it's highlighted that you truly don't know the person to be obsessed about them <laughs> yeah. to that level yeah well, well one thing it's you've made a lot of vague insightful points and one of the things I've loved about doing podcasts and listening to podcasts is that they're very good at seeing things because people can talk very frankly on them. Like on a talk show, they can't do that. And the podcast, people can talk honestly and frankly about things. And when I've been watching a podcast or when I've been talking to someone, each and every single one of them, I see, I've learned something or I've seen something that I didn't think of before. Oh, that's good then. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. I like podcasts for that as well. So yeah. Um, yeah. So whatever I've, you know i've said today and it's helped anyone out there or um you by that matter then i'm i'm happy i'm happy to help of course uh yeah so that's that's great that's that's great and um i actually appreciate that you reached out to me and uh told me to join join you today and uh do this podcast so thank you for that thank you uh, yeah it's it's it was it's been it's Oh, it, it's funny when you try and reach out for podcasts because you're not too sure how to sort of go about doing it and you're not too sure how to approach it because you don't know who the person is. But, but one thing, you, I mean, I, you, it's clear that you've, you've been through a very entertaining time. Like it's been lots of ups and downs. Yeah. And I mean, so for your journey of being a YouTuber, how how has how has so you start from ground zero you start producing um videos and your friends start like it how did you gradually go how did it eventually get to the position you are in so just uh, i would say like i kept producing content i wasn't always as persistent as they say you should be like um oh um you know, I would have gaps here and there because like life does take over and you do go through things in life and so but then whenever I could whenever I had that chance I would create content I would upload it on my socials, so Facebook Twitter 
um, all the socials that I had. Um, and then I, of course as well, you have to think about the thumbnails and sometimes just changing the thumbnails made a big difference. And I would see a spike in a video because I just, when I first started, didn't know how to make thumbnails. So I would just make just uh, a thumbnail because I thought it would look good. And the writing would be, you know, on the thumbnail. But then when you look at it, on your phone you don't consider that when you look at it on a on a device a different device the writing is going to be so small that no one's going to even see what stays on the thumbnail it's just going to look like gibberish so then you have to kind of uh, think about that as well so i changed a few things on my channel and just told people about it and um and i think it's about as well adding maybe value like people that are searching for certain things they they maybe basically my one is about knowledge and um, so someone that doesn't know how to do a particular technique would look, would look on YouTube and if that helped them, then they would like it. They were likely to follow. And yeah, I don't know, really. You don't know how these things work because, uh, it just, it just, but it takes time. It just takes time and you just got to keep on going. I would say just someone that's starting out on YouTube, just keep on creating content, advertise uh, everywhere you can tell people Sometimes as well, I would just meet people and we'll just get into a, a random conversation and just tell them, oh, guess what? I've got a YouTube channel and it's all about this. They might be interested, they might not be interested. Like, I just like to bring it up in conversation when I'm around people. Um, so it just, I think it, it's just that. Sometimes it's word of mouth. Sometimes it's just socials, just, you know. So far, I haven't paid for any ads or anything like that. I haven't paid for nothing no ads nothing like that maybe i should maybe i should do that but i haven't done that at all it has just been all like organic views it's been just me uploading content and me telling people and just uploading it on my other socials that's literally all it's been and um but uh for other people maybe they've tried different things and it's worked and i'm still growing i don't see myself as um yeah i just feel like i'm still i'm still learning i'm still growing on the on the platform um i try not to compare myself to people youtubers that are much bigger than me um but because you know i am me and i would say for everyone as well that's up there don't compare too much because you are you and you are unique and you're you're yourself and there's no one else in the world like you so if you just do you and who you are and your personality you will you will gain uh, those views and stuff and little improvements you know the key improvements improve lighting I slowly gradually improved like my setup little key things like that make a big difference but a lot of the times as well now in this day and age like now I'm using my phone to speak to you and it's pretty it's clear so a lot of the times now with the development of technology it's you're able to use what you've got and that's great so uh, yeah I would just say go for it just go for it um and just keep on going just keep adver advertising everywhere you can tell people and that's it really is i was watching a podcast with uh, a comedian friend of mine called nigel well he's not he's not a friend of mine but he's acquaintance but he's doing very well for himself and he's done, fantastic good for him it's very good to see people do well it's not a bad thing just shows yeah. that you can do it too um yeah. but he's he used to be a data scientist and he says there's two principles that he focuses on so mm -hmm. if um if he's doing something and it's working keep it and if it's if it's i'm gonna look through my phone because i did i where did i take the notes 
I heard it somewhere, but he said the main point was he, yeah, you, you I mean, it's, it sounds simple, but he, he, he says he tries something new and if it works, keep it. And that's what. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. You have to do that. You have to see what works, carry on with that and see what doesn't work and just, um, yeah, sometimes as well, videos might not work initially, but over time you might see a spike in that video more than you thought. But at the same time, you have to apply that as well. You have to apply what works with everything. Like even I apply that with gardening as well. I have in my garden a little test center area where I like, not center, but like a little area where I try out new, uh, new crops. If they give me good harvest, they, they end up really, they, they end up doing well. I plant them next year. If they don't, I scrap them. It just didn't work. And and uh, sometimes maybe, sometimes as well, it could be not what you did, but how you did it. For example, uh, in a video, you might have created a video which might have been amazing and people would have loved to watch. But the problem is the thumbnail was rubbish and the way you went about it this description the way you tagged it whatever something you did was wrong and then afterwards it might have not gotten what so if you've got a video that you believe is actually really good that you think um should should be center of attention or should gotten more views change these little things change the thumbnail change like that same goes as well like when i was gardening if it didn't work maybe i didn't put the right fertilizer maybe i didn't put the right soil in there maybe i did something wrong maybe i didn't water it as much as or watered it more or whatever it was that could have made it flop but not necessarily what you wanted to make but how you went about it so, so it could be a mixture of the two really um yeah, yeah. it's well yeah that's that's the, it's, it's all a journey as it is it's all learning it's a learning curve and um for me as well, my channel continues to evolve and continues to, I'm going to continue hopefully producing content and stuff. Um, recently has been very difficult and you will go through obstacles. And that's the other thing with people doing YouTube is that you're doing with a life and you have things around you. Like I have kids that I'm homeschooling. I have so much. So I haven't been as, I haven't been uploading videos as, as I would hoped because usually the kids would go to school. I'll be at home doing all that work um so like i'm not getting that time so that's obviously affected me as well so you know it's you've just got got to just try your best to create content and yeah whenever you can really and just keep on going and um and that's really is the more uploads the more likelihood someone will see you so that's what I felt. The more I produced, the more videos that were out there, the more likelihood that someone will uh, click on one of my videos and, and um, you know, subscribe. So yeah, that's exactly what is needed. Um, just keep on going and see what works. <laughs> like we said. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, like Thomas Edison. Ten, he tried ten thousand times to. He, he, people say, "Oh, why are you still doing?" He said, "No, I didn't. Didn't fail ten thousand times. I just fa found ten thousand things that didn't work, and then boom, he sorted it out." You can never fail, really, by trying. You. That's the thing. Failure is what scares people. 
you know, like I said, when you're applying for a job, I'm not going to get the job. Why should I try? No, you could get the job. You could most definitely get the job. And positive thinking, I do believe in the um, law of attraction and attracting yeah. things as well. I do strongly believe in that. And you've got to keep on trying and having that goal. Even me, I might have not reached the goals that I wanted initially to reach, but I've reached, I'm getting there, you know, slowly but surely. And, and so hopefully, I'll, you know, keep on trying and having that focus and what you want and um, just keep on going. And even if people, you know, even if people don't want to hear it or people don't think that you're good enough or there will be loads of people that will. So you just got to keep on going, going and um, yeah, until you make it. That's like put, put uh, that's um, motivational. A lot of motivational videos that I, <laughs> I watch tell you that. So it's nice to watch those motivational videos when you're feeling a bit down. Because let's face it, everybody has those days where they feel a bit down. So it's just sometimes I like to hear a few motivational videos. Just be like, yeah, I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there is a big problem with some of the motivation. I've, I mentioned it in previous podcasts, but they feed on. You don't, some of it's real. Like Tony Robbins is quite real. He's, he's known for being good. Yeah. But there, it's a bit like if you just depend on it. Yeah, it's, it's everything is not given to you in a plate. No matter what, nothing is given to you on a plate. Nothing in life is given to you on a plate. Nothing. You've got to work hard. You've got to work your way up. You've got to, there will be obstacles. There will be, you know, there'll be things in life that will, you know, you'll go through a lot. So uh, nobody knows as well. People don't know or maybe don't care about what you're going through. Then they, they, especially on YouTube, they want to see content. They want to see content, you know, especially if you've got f followers, they, they don't know whether you like, whatever, like for me now, my, my father's in hospital and I'm going through a lot as well. Um, but it doesn't show, nobody knows what you're going through, but you've got to just, you know, just got to keep on going and allow yourself that time to breathe and have a time when you need to and come back stronger. And mm -hmm. I think that's important. That's why a lot of YouTube, YouTubers, even the, the biggest ones actually they go through depression they go through loads of mental health issues they sometimes leave youtube for a whole year because they haven't allowed they've been like robots they've been constantly constantly producing content and not thought about themselves so i think you've got to have that fine balance where you think about yourself yes it's about me producing content it's about me getting followers it's about me aiming for my big goals keep on going keep on thinking you're going to get those goals but you can't get those goals and keep on going if you're not allowing yourself to breathe not allowing yourself to be mentally there mentally ready and if you're constantly just producing just to for the sake of producing and you know that's the thing you've got to do it I like to create my videos when I'm relaxed when I feel like uh you know I can you know create my content uh, freely and not have the pressures because let's face it, I think that that's one of the reasons why I involved my kids because as well, because like I, I made it part of our activity, our, our part of our normal day-to-day -day activity. Oh, guess what? Mommy wants to create a video. Let's, let's create the video together. What do you think your, what your ideas are about the video? What, should, what do you think we should do? And then it just becomes natural and stress-free 
and I think my my best videos are the ones that are like stress-free I'm not like oh god I have to produce content I know do, 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 do. and then I'm just got stressed and it's not good for my mental health it's not good for the people watching my videos it shows shows through you might think it doesn't but it does and even if it doesn't you're not going to be feel, feeling great at the end of it so um I think the best content is the one that you're yeah that you're just truly passionate and enjoy it and relax and yourself be yourself don't try to be like the youtuber that you saw that spoke in a certain way just be you um and i think that's 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 important that's really important um, because a lot of the times we follow trends we follow other youtubers but not necessarily might, might not even be good for our channel to be honest with you because you just you're just doing it because you think it's popular so yeah what uh, one thing that that the only thing that one of the things that i find yeah most one thing that i don't i wish more people would be do their own thing rather than try and be somebody else but the one thing that i wish more people did was be themselves and do their own thing rather than most people a lot of people most a lot a lot of people i come across not all they try and be somebody else or they try and be copy someone else's trick or like the ones people are I like people that are give and take and they want to do their own thing. I don't like people who uh, sit down trying to learn off someone and try and be them. Like it's, it's Yeah, I mean, it's, it's two different things. It's, there is, like we said, seeking inspiration. Like, for example, you, you're watching a type of video and you're like, oh, that video has really inspired me. I'm going to create a video like similar to that. But actually, I've got a completely different idea and different spin to it. So I'm going to change it but I'm going to do it in this way. And that's when your creative side comes out and you are doing it in your own way, but you have been inspired by them. Yes. But then there's just doing it and just copying exactly. And, oh, but people have seen these videos already. So then you haven't really added to the formula. You've just done the same formula. Um, and the same formula might work. I'm not saying it won't. Sometimes it does work, to be honest with you. But then you've lost your individual individuality you have you lost that bit of you in 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 the video basically so um yeah i think it's it's important to stay true to yourself and what you're doing and um yeah um and seeking inspiration and ideas that's what it's all about really so don't take that away i don't think we should take that away i think we should still seek inspiration because also you've got to see what the winning formulas are and you've got to kind of uh, go with it, but not at the same time. That's the thing. That's all, it's all about not copying, but yeah, getting the, the ideas to spark a new idea. That makes sense. Exactly. It's, it's, like, it's like when everyone, like everyone, a lot of people know how to make pizza, a lot of people know how to make pasta at home and this and that. But nothing's yeah. better than your own mum's version of that. Like you got to, you don't want McDonald's. McDonald's food isn't good. Exactly. You know what? I I just got out my old cookbook, and um, my kids were shocked because it wasn't such a good state. But I was like, guess what? These are my mum's old recipes. I have them all written down. Thank God. And I was so happy to use it and cook them a few meals here and there recently with it. 
And they were just really happy to see it because we've been watching this show called, um, it's on Prime, it's called Just Add Magic. It's a kid's show where they have like a magical cookbook and it has all these secret recipes and stuff. And they were amazed that I actually did that. But I actually just wanted to learn from my mom. And I wanted, because like you said, nothing's better than your mom's cooking. So I wanted to know her recipe. <laughs> and before I left the house, I sat with her and she gave me all her secret recipes. My sisters are actually dying to get their hands on it because they don't even have it. They didn't do that when they left. So actually, I'm the one that actually has all the secret recipes. So, um, so even some of them, my mom's forgotten. So when I went to her recently and I told her, uh, do you remember you used to make this dish? And she was like, uh, I've forgotten how to make it. I was like, well, guess what? I have it all written down. <laughs> I have it all written down. It's all written down, mum. So if you if you want me to make it, I can make it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it is that like, um, yeah. so just, just, yeah, that's the thing as well with videos. You might remake a video in a, in a particular way that will get people talking but actually that video was already there that video was there a long time ago on youtube but maybe nobody even realized it or noticed it but you took it and made it in your own way and suddenly you've kind of taken it up a level and you've you've shown you've uh, gotten the views for it so yes. yeah it's, it's like lily singh she I, I love that woman a lot lily singh and um, she um i have a lot of male and female i have heroes from everywhere and you've got as you said take inspiration from everyone she says even if two people are doing the exact same thing it's yeah. impossible to think things the exact same way yeah. yeah exactly that yeah so i like also like lily saying i you know uh i watch her videos as well and uh yeah great for comedy <laughs> yeah. um yeah and that's the thing. She's the sort of person that, you know, I'm super, I'm super woman. I'm, you know, so if you think, I'm not saying be big headed, but if you think a bit highly of yourself, love yourself and think well of yourself, then people will learn to love you and think well of you. So that's another trick as well. Uh, people won't love you if you don't love yourself. So that's the first thing. It's all about mental health, loving yourself, embracing yourself, bringing your character onto YouTube and who you truly are. And then I think success will come afterwards. Just be natural. Just be natural. So yeah. So yeah, that's 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 it really. It's I'll tell you what, it's been it's been a fan, fantastic conversation. And <laughs> it's you're very insightful, lots of things for whoever's listening that they could take from it. Oh, I'll take you. a look myself. And I think there's there's what I often do in each podcast, and one thing I do like about the good podcasts about certain ones, like, like I like True Geordie, he likes to go and ask how would you like to be remembered. But what I like to do is I like to try and ask people what advice would they give to their younger selves? Oh God, yeah, that's a good question. That is a good question. Um, I wish, this is going to sound really weird and it goes back to uh, the friends thing. I wish I made like solid friends. Does that make sense? Qu um, quality rather than quantity. Because I made a lot of quant 
uh, quantity friends. I got loads of friends, but a lot of them just became Facebook friends. So in terms of personal life, I wish I um, had, I wish I made quality friends, like had a group of friends that I was with. It doesn't matter if it was one or two, it doesn't need to be a lot. <laughs> it just needs to be the, the quality ones. And I think that was, that's where I went wrong growing up. I just was friends and nice with everyone, which is good, but you won't have the, 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 you know, the quality. But at the same time, you can't go back in time and change anything because I believe everything happens for a reason. And if you go back and change just a teeny thing of life, it will uh, destroy a lot of other things. So I think everything happens for a reason. In terms of um, creatively and artistically and... Uh, I wish I didn't push myself down. Like I wish I had started even earlier because um, with my whole adventure um, and uh, I don't know, like I, I wish I just, I don't know. I wish I pushed even more like even before and I didn't have that self doubt in the beginning. I think maybe if it wasn't for that friend that pushed me to do YouTube, I think I probably wouldn't have done it. So I, the thing that gets you down is self-doubt and i and if someone back then told you told me just don't you know which they did <laughs> that's how i started but um i'm just saying like that self-doubt is what can put you down and um yeah um so just just have more confidence in yourself just keep having confidence in yourself and just keep doing it and um yeah that would be advice to anyone out there actually with self-doubt just do it and do it in your own way and don't let people put you down or make you feel bad for for succeeding or doing something good so yeah and what is it what is a quote that you'd like to live your life by oh that's a good question oh i don't know let me think i don't know there's so much good quotes honestly don't know which quote I would look live my life by. I think because you've put me on the spot, I don't know. But if, if I was to think about it, I'll probably come with a really good quote. <laughs> I don't know a good quote that I would live my life by, let me think. Um, I, I would say live one day at a time. I don't know if that's a quote, but yeah, just like one day at a time and just, just, just try to do your best in the, live in the present live your life in the present moment so every day what I like to do is to wake up and be like what's my goals for today in fact when we have breakfast with my kids I'm like what are we going to be doing today and then we just have the goals from the start of the day and then middle middle of the day when we're having our dinner or lunch or um because as Arabs we have the main meal which is our dinner um uh we don't have the lunch we have the 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 breakfast and then the dinner and then maybe a light supper but anyway so in dinner time we'll be like what have we achieved today like what have we achieved what have we done so far and what are we going to do so uh, setting those goals and living in the present moment is something I like to do because the thing is is that it's happened to me so much when I put so much goals on my head a lot of them and then I I can't achieve them in one day or in those few days so if I break them down and say, oh, today I'm going to do this, this and this, and they're doable goals, then I can truly do them. And then at the end of the day, when I'm going to sleep uh, and lying down, I'm like, oh, actually, today I did quite a lot. I did this, 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 this. But I feel like when you don't have a goal, when you just wake up, oh, yeah, I'm just going to wake up. Da, da, da. 
and then you don't have no nothing set i think it can kind of can kind of feel a bit lost and then you just waste time on your phone you waste time on netflix and then time goes by and then you're like oh oh i didn't get much done today oh well there's yeah. always next day. and then you just <laughs> cycle continues <laughs> yeah and that's right that's me as well by the way i'm not saying it because it's not but but when i do set goals i achieve it it could just be sometimes minor goals like today i'm going to tidy this whole room i'm going to redo it and tidy it my art studio for example or part of my house or I'm going to do like a few laundry washes or whatever it is. It could be the minor goals and then there's the career goals. Or today I'm going to record a podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? With you. So like, I know that's something I'm going to be doing. So at the end of the day, I'm going to be like, this is what I managed to achieve. I managed to uh, record a podcast. I managed to record a few TikToks. Um, I, man I managed to uh, get a few laundry done. I managed to cook the kids uh, dinner from scratch, which is an achievement. I think you have to you have to always look at the achievements as well. Even if there's something you do every day, I always cook the kids meals, but even if it's just a meal that you made amazingly, I think at the end of the day to say yourself, to say, to say that actually today I tried a new recipe and it worked really well. That's something I've learned. That's something that's improved me. That's something that's kept me going. And, and then you feel good. You feel good at the end of the day. I think that's what's kind of kept me going. It's just, saying these goals and then at the end of the day appreciating what you've achieved what i've achieved so yeah definitely hmm. yeah. just be happy that you're doing you mean just for anyone that's listening be happy that you're doing something or going for yeah. progressing they're progressing but also don't put yourself down or feel sad if you've set a goal and it hasn't gone your way or you haven't or you completely didn't do it but try to do it another time like tomorrow or whatever so just try to set it again because you might have been unsuccessful. Like I might have put a bit more goals than I had intended and then I wasn't able to do it that day. But then, okay, that's fine. Tomorrow I'll try to do it because today didn't work out. So it's fine. Don't give yourself a hard time. Don't beat yourself up. It's fine. Just keep on doing. But the thing, the thing that with being at home is you can get into a lazy state and just be sitting down, playing video games, watching um, shows. And, you know, sometimes it can, you can educate yourself by that way watching documentaries and certain things and stuff like that you could, i'm not saying it's a complete waste of time but then you haven't achieved the thing that you want for for example your career or where you want to get to or the thing that's truly important you might have watched something that was entertaining but you haven't improved yourself in that way if that makes sense and also allow when you're setting goals allow time for break like for you just to be completely like relaxed playing like i said i do play video games i do watch netflix i do just sit down with my kids and just relax and just create an activity with them without having uh any cameras or anything just you know cooking or whatever allow yourself to do that um as well but you have to kind of time it so say between this time and this time i'm just going to be completely relaxed between this time and this time i'm going to do this i'm going to attempt to do this uh I'm, I'm gonna attempt to tidy that room but you might not end up tidying the whole room time might, I might have run out you might have been able to do half of it that's fine it's not a big deal don't give yourself a headache so yeah so um, i think i'm repeating what i why the message i wanted to say but that's basically it yeah, yeah that's that's fantastic it's what i want to say is that is there anything you want you'd like to plug or anything like that or um 
no, that's that's fine. Actually, my phone's gonna die. You know. What? Okay. No worries. So I think yeah, I just I just came up with notifications. So I'm sorry if it closes, but um yeah, I thought I charged it enough. I guess I didn't. <laughs> All right then. Uh, I'm gonna say my goodbyes then. Um, and uh, I hope to hear from you soon. And yeah. uh, thank you for that. Thank you for the opportunity.